0: Hey guys, welcome back to Rabinov Tech. In video three, which is the final episode of Drunk Bites for now, we're going to be discussing the cloud and is it actually secure? That's going to be (laughs) this last segment here that I want to do, which is all these data breaches. Everybody is so big on using the cloud for everything. Mm -hmm. And there's data breaches in the cloud. But the cloud is secure, supposedly.
1: No, it's (laughs) not. I said supposedly. I think the cloud, um, you know, certainly you hear, like I hear every other week about people exploiting Amazon AWS buckets to basically gain access to remote directories that have no password. And a lot of these uh, a lot of these cloud security issues just come down to misconfiguration. That the security tools are put in place by Amazon or Google, but people just fail to use them because they don't read the full documentation when they're implementing them in you know, their environments. And it's just coming down to educating people and explaining to them the capabilities of the security technology with the products they use so that they have a full understanding that you know, there are methods and protocols in place that can keep your data secure. It's just the implementation and uh, learning curve is what it comes down to. Cloud, you know, cloud-based technologies, it's not a new concept, and it's been around for a while now. So it's, you know, it's on, you know, the IT professionals and the security Mm -hmm. professionals to make sure that these devices are implemented and it's on the small companies out there that use them and buy on these to, have some type of uh, you know understanding of what's out there, what exists, or at least be able to get in touch with someone who does. So it is a niche in terms of a profession. That yeah, but
0: people, even you know that they're already doing where people think that oh well, I can buy all this stuff from the cloud and get the support from the cloud. So why do I need an IT department?
1: Well, it thing <laughs> is you, the cloud. It, yeah, your hardware is running all the time. But you don't necessarily have the support to, you know, build it out to what you need. Like you well, I mean, they they have it where yeah, I can
0: pay somebody on the get go to set it up. But a lot of the things that I've been seeing is, um, which is basically I don't know if you've heard of this one, but cattle versus pet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So cattle versus pet for you guys is in the day back basically with three tiered servers, more of the traditional stuff, pre cloud. Stuff was built and maintained. It was maintained, it was cared for. If things needed to be done, it would be done. It's like having a pet. If your cat or dog gets sick, you take it to the vet. Um, You know, you have to give them their flea meds, you have to take care of them. Uh, In the case of servers, you'd have to take care of your servers, you have to take care of your workstations. But today, and with Cloud, a lot of it's become cattle. You know, you get a cattle, you run it through the chute, you stick a probe, you blast it. The cow's dead. You go ahead and turn it into beef, and you put out a new cow. You know, and that's what they're doing with servers: is they have an appliance. Here's your appliance, and it stops working. Blow it away. Set up a new one.
1: Yeah, and you can do that with Docker containers and a lot of other things. A lot of, uh, a lot of times when you purchase a VPS, it's running on a container yeah. on some remote server. It's not actually. Part of the server hardware itself. It's
0: which is another thing is, unless you are purchasing a dedicated server, right? If you're doing a dedicated cloud server, and even that I question sometimes, on whether they share it. But if you're not buying your own dedicated server instance, you're literally paying somebody to store your stuff along with other people.
1: Yeah.
0: So you get yourself a Linode or whatever, and you think, hey, I got my instance. But running on that instance, say is, and I've had this run before, I had a web hosting provider, and I went ahead and I had a shared hosting package. Well, my site actually got taken down because (laughs) the other person who had a server had this massive WordPress reselling account or whatever, they got compromised, and it yeah. took out the server.
1: Yeah, and that, that does happen. And then if you, the only case for having no neighbors on your production environment would be the co-location of your servers. Mm-hmm. That involves actually purchasing the hardware, setting it up, and then moving it to a secure data center where it can be hosted, or even providing that within your own building if you got money.
0: Now, if you don't have your own... ISP connections at this other location too like you don't pay for like say if you set it up at a co-location And you're still connecting to their infrastructure their networking their internet You're still sharing a pipe with other people. Yes, so if their network layer gets compromised
1: again You know (laughs) you would be locked out of your box, but it goes to show that having multiple sites and it just depends on what your availability needs to be for the yeah. customers and what your ROI and ROTs are. Yeah. So,
0: but I mean, and then of course VLANs. Everybody, you know, there's there is a secured VLAN you can do to a certain point, but it, uh, a lot of people will say that VLANs are secure. I mean, you're you're literally taking you take a network device and you're saying, carve up these sections into VLANs." These are virtual little segments. That are on here. and They have their each of their little routing, and they have their each of the little IPs. But they're running on a device that has communication with all of them. Mm-hmm. If that device gets compromised, what's to stop somebody from hopping through?
1: Yeah, exactly. Once you have root on the VLAN, host the KVM or whatever it may be, and yeah. essentially you own the server. I mean, that's what happened during the Nord breach. But what happens is people, you know, they run their malware on something, and malware nowadays is becoming virtual aware, so it knows when it's running in a virtual environment, and it knows exactly what kind of privilege escalation commands it needs to do to do remote code execution on the root KVM operating system in order to gain root access to the box.
0: Which is actually why VMware killed one of their connections. It had a more direct communication from the VM to the host. Yes. And What was that? VMIC, I think it was called, or whatever, or V... It was something like that. If I remember it or remember to look it up, I'll put it on the screen or in the description. Um, but they killed that. So when you go and you deploy your VMware agent, you don't get that option anymore. Um, like I said, this is Ravenhawk Tech. I'm going to be putting out more videos, kind of working on some hopefully this week. Um, and we're going to be doing more together soon anyway. Oh, so. And my office, if you can see from this video clip here, has been a mess. So I'm still working on that. Still working on that. Mm-hmm. My fiance doesn't think that it's actually getting clean, you know that, right?
1: Uh, no, no. <laughs> hey, are you can sit
0: Yeah. We yeah.
1: Like also one over here I think I have to sit on top of the case.
0: <laughs> that sounds about right. I'm not kidding. Hey, I have a folding chair in there now. Whoa. Whoa, yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. Alright guys, hey, um see you next time.
1: Ninja <laughs>